We imagine a future. We must consider this. Who would want me to be a part of their life? Hey, that's inappropriate. Will you make a choice now? We pass talking. What do you say we come in for my close-up now? I'm done running. What was your favorite part? I'm a planner. Get back. Movie news. Just don't like you no more. With Gareth Daly. You do like me. Good afternoon to you, Garrett. We are starting, uh, well, it's interesting, we'll be talking about uh, 80-year-old Harrison Ford uh, later with new releases, but 93-year-old Clint Eastwood, tell us all. 93-year-old Clint Eastwood, yeah, he's been spotted in Georgia directing and producing what many are saying, including himself, might be his last film in oh. the director's chair. Uh, Juror number two is the name of the movie. It's got a very good cast in it. Nicholas Holt, Tony Collette, Kiefer Sutherland, all starring oh, wow. in it. Um, and it sort of unfolds during a murder trial. One of the jurors is a man named Justin Kemp, who is a serious moral dilemma. He realises he killed the victim in a reckless driving accident. Now he must sway the jury verdict to try and save the innocent defendant, all without incriminating himself mm. in the process. Uh, it's going to mark Eastwood's 40th film as a director. He's been so prolific uh, and kind of hit and miss over the last few years. What do you think? True. I mean, mm. I mean that that is the case. I suppose if you've done that many films, yes. that's always going to be the case. I mean, but look at some of the successes. I mean, Unforgiven, mm. uh, Mystic River, uh, Bridges of Madison County. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, huge successes in there. But as you say, sometimes just the the, the quality uh, of some of the projects mightn't have lived up to it. But you know, it's quite. We think of him very much prominently in front of camera yes. but to think 40 films and of course imagine how they're going to market this if it is in fact his last mm. his final film that he's going to be directing they're going to to love this when it comes around to to marketing juror number two Sounds good and a good cast too we'll keep an eye on that one uh, we're over to the Toronto Film Festival what news have you for us? Yes Taika Waititi he's got his next film going to premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival it's the 48th edition of the festival it's got to run from September 7th to the 17th. It's always a good indicator as a festival, particularly for North America in terms of the releases yes. that fancy itself lining up in, dare I say it, the awards run. But that's what it's all about in terms of positioning a film. This film, you know, is probably going to be a bit of a crowd pleaser. It's it's called Next Goal Wins. It's based on a 2014 British documentary of the same name. It's an underdog story that follows the national football team of American Samoa and their coach, Thomas, who's played in this by Michael Fassbender, as they try to transform their uh, perennial losers into a, a FIFA World Cup qualifying outfit. Uh, Will Arnett, Elizabeth Moss, also starring in the film as well. It was due to be released in April, but they had to undergo reshoots because Army Hammer was cast in the movie and they shot stuff with him. But of course, he had a lot of uh, negative publicity around different assault charges and whatnot. So uh, Will Arnett was drafted in to play this soccer executive um, and it required reshoots so that they could shoot around him. Obviously we had something similar years ago with Kevin Spacey mm. um, in, the, in the Ridley Scott movie. So you know this was obviously to make sure that it was positioned okay. So it's going to premiere at Toronto. Um, Taika Waititi has a very successful run there. I mean Jojo Rabbit won yeah. the top audience award there and he went on to win the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. So we'll see how Next Great. Goal wins shapes up. There. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's his next project. Now, tell us about the winter of Frankie Machine. 
Yeah, this is coming from the creator of The Bear. This is a very successful series. People have probably been watching it on Disney+. Plus. It's a Hulu series. Uh, Christopher Story is the creator, Storer is the creator of that. Now, he's set to direct this film that is an adaptation of Don Winslow's 2006 novel, The Winter of Frankie Machine. Now, you know, we've had a lot of directors want to do this project. Mm. Uh, William Friedman, uh, Martin Scorsese, Michael Mann. I think Scorsese came the closest to doing it, but he, okay. he opted for the Irishman instead. So basically, this is based on a script that the creators of Billions, that popular TV series, had worked on. And it seems this is the one that's going to go forward. It follows uh, Frank, who's a mob hitman who has retired to run a bait shop. And he agrees to help the son of a mob boss resolve a dispute with another sort of mafioso, but is forced to turn into Frankie Machine again when he realises he's been set up to be killed. Well, you can so, see why Scorsese was interested in it. <laughs> yes, you yeah. can. And like you think about it, The Bear, it's been hugely successful. I think it's Hulu's highest ever ratings for its second season, which just came out recently as well. So that's a good combination. And it's probably getting that project really back into, uh, you know, potential production. Okay, you've some casting news for us today. This is uh, Evan Peters, who would have starred in the likes of Mayor of Easttown yeah. and uh, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. It's close, close a deal to star opposite Jared Leto in what's going to be the third version, the third uh, series of the Tron films. Oh. This is for Disney. Um, so if you remember, this was released, I think, back in 1982. Jeff Bridges starred in it and it wasn't hugely successful. In fact, it was probably a bit of a flop at the time for the amount of money that it cost but it went on to become a cult hit and they did a remake a sort of follow up of it Uh, Joseph Kaczynski directed Tron Legacy in 2010 and it's been okay at the sort of in terms of you know following on in terms of VOD and and people watching it so they've decided a third film's going to happen Leto has been attached to the project for a couple of years and now obviously Evan Peters is going to join the cast so that is building up definitely for uh, another Tron film in that legacy um, of uh, of a franchise, I suppose, at this stage. Okay, very good. What trailer have you picked out for us, Garrett? So this is the first trailer from Ethan Cohn's new comedy. Yes. Um, yeah, Drive Away Dolls is the name of it. It marks his first scripted directorial effort solo following years of working with his brother, Joel. Take a listen to the clip. I've had it with love. I don't believe it's relevant to the 21st century lesbian. You're not wearing that. I just came from work. I came from Toledo. I don't dress like it. I'm not here to peddle my wares. I'm leaving town. I am too. That was my plan. Where are you going? Tallahassee, Florida. I've been unhappy. That's why we take this trip together, huh, babe? We get our act together together. Curly's drive away. Pennsylvania's most trusted name in car delivery. Curly here. Don't call me Curly. And your name Curly? My name is Curly. We just met. It's too familiar. Yes, Garrett, that is uh, Drive Away Dolls. It may just have Ethan Coen, but it definitely has a Coen Brothers feel to it, doesn't it? Oh, completely. I mean, just the stylistic. (laughs) If you watch the trailer, you'll see where the camera's positioned. You'll see the sort of interaction in terms of the dialogue. Definitely has a Coen Brothers feel to it. Now, in this one, it centres on two women. uh, Jamie, um, played by Margaret Qualey, sort of uninhibited free spirit, bemoaning yet another breakup with a girlfriend. And then her friend Marion, who are desperate to, to sort of loosen up and they search for a fresh start. They embark on this impromptu road trip to Tallahassee. But of course, they 
things go awry when they cross paths with a group of inept criminals <laughs> along the way. Cone Brothers, it definitely is. Beanie Feldstein, isn't there? <laughs> there's something in that boot <laughs> and in the suitcase as well. Um, uh, Pedro Pascal, Matt Damon, also starring nice in cast, it too. Yeah. So, yeah, nice cast. So it's going to be out late September. More than likely, we might see it at one of those festivals as well that we mentioned. So that's uh, check out the, the 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 trailer for it though. It's called Drive Away Dolls. Okay, let's uh, go to cinema releases, and this is the biggie this weekend. I'm retiring. Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Don't move. We need to get out of here. Stop! Sorry. Dr. Jones. Yes, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We've waited a while for this one, Garrett. We have certainly waited a while. And I suppose with a, a week of uh, full disclosure, I must disclose it's uh, that Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my all-time favourite films. Oh, so I sat yeah. yeah, I sat waiting for this to start. I was quite nervous and I was going, oh, please, let it be OK. Let it be OK. <laughs> I'm like, after the fourth movie, which just yeah, didn't do it for me at all. No, I was so nervous anyone, that, this, think, yeah. Yeah, that this would, would hold up. And I, I quite enjoyed it. We've both um, seen it, so okay, you go first. What did you think? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's not a great film, but um, it certainly stayed in the lane that you wanted it to for, for that type of movie. Um, you know, the plot's a wee bit silly, but at the same time, you know, you could look back at some of the originals and say, yeah, the, it, it kind of, it, it, it borders on that as well. But I, I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Phoebe Waller-Bridge in it as well. I just, yeah, I thought, I thought it was fun and um, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, bottom line is it's just, as you say, it's really exciting to have a new indie film on the big screen and it should be seen on the big screen. Harrison Ford, I just think he's incredible. He is in top form. He is fabulous in this film. You know, as you say, great chemistry with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. We've Matt Mickelson in there and Antonio Banderas, Toby Jones. Now, of course, look, you're right. Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think it keeps popping up with clips of late coming up to this release. And it's just so good. You know, Spielberg did a spectacular job. James Mangold, he's never going to have the Spielberg touch, but he does a good job. Um, No spoilers here, of course. I I thought the screenplay faltered a little in the third quarter. You might know what I'm talking about there. Yeah, of course. And then the end, the sort of nostalgic value, you know, not interesting. I'm sure they'd lots of endings in mind but I think there's enough to keep indie fans happy. Um, look, the first three in the series, you know, so much, so, so, so good. So better than the last one. Not as good as the first three but Harrison at 80 is quite something and I I, I t- totally enjoyed it. Tons of locations that don't scrimp on the budget. It's about a three and a half star for me. What do you think? What would be, what would you about say? Same, about same yeah. for me and, and, and I liked the fact that, you know, you have to remember the whole mantra for the, for the star of this franchise was to, to create the Saturday matinee movie. For the so we're never, yeah. yeah, so we're never to take them too seriously. And I liked the fact that there was still that nod and wink there as well. But I also liked, just as you said there, I liked the fact that, that Harrison Ford was playing his age in the movie, mm. apart from the, the de-aging sequence at the beginning. Yeah. But like, I mean, in terms of just how they leaned into that in the script, his performance, and then those nostalgia moments as well. Mm. It, in terms of rounding it off yeah. and, and finishing it, I think they got it right. And so. that that that's that's the 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 heartwarming side of it when you consider the previous film. So I think that that will please a lot of fans. 
despite the fact, as you say, it's sort of sitting around that that sort of three, three and a half star zone. But you know, enough worth there, worth seeing. yeah, to make you enjoy it it's and and just Ford. smile. He's great. I know. I know. <laughs> He's, He's brilliant. Great. All right, that is uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny in cinemas, and we'll be uh, featuring uh, John Williams's fantastic score very shortly. But before we go there, let us look at uh, other movie releases this weekend. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> Indy's the big one. Indy's the big one. Yeah. So um, I suppose you've got an animation project out there, an animation film for the kids. You've got Ruby Gilman, Teenage uh, Kraken. This is a DreamWorks animation project. It sort of dives into the turbulent waters of high school with a hilarious, heartfelt action comedy about a shy teenager who discovers that she's part of a legendary royal lineage of mystical sea krakens. Annie Murphy uh, providing the, one of the mm. voices, Tony Collette in there as well. We've also got, if you're a fan of Succession, you'll be happy to see Sarah Snook starring in Run Rabbit Run. This is on Netflix. Plays a fertility doctor who believes firmly in life and death, but after noticing that the strange behaviour of her young daughter, she must challenge her own values and confront a ghost from her past. And then finally, just to mention as well, there is a, a documentary feature out as well called Hello Bookstore. Uh, it's set in the shadow of the pandemic, a small town rallies to protect a beloved local bookstore. Very good. What about a TV movie for us? Yeah, so this is a film about a journalist who follows Lance Armstrong's rise to dominance in the world of professional oh, cycling. Yeah, yeah. yeah following uh, that was following a successful battle with cancer. And time goes on, he begins to suspect the champion is boosting his performance with drugs. So this is a fact-based drama. Ben Foster, Chris O'Dowd, Dustin Hoffman starring in it. If you're interested in the world of cycling and indeed the world of sport in terms of mm. watching what was one of the, the sort of greatest um, sort of fall from grace, the programme is the name of the movie. It's on RT2 tonight and you can catch it at 9.20. Yeah, it's a good recommendation. I'd like to see that again, actually. I really liked it first time round. The programme RT2 at 9.20 tonight. Gareth, thanks a million. Thanks, Aideen. 